in podcast land and welcome back to another episode of not your average operator yeah we could we could do that couldn't we just for the yinzers or we could just say welcome back there's a lot and of Paul Mellon McClendon. and we all know where we are it's not confusing we've got the intro music you got your favorite accent from your favorite host and you don't have to hear from the yinzer how's that sound guys there's a lot of angst in that in that starting like there's a lot of uh pent-up rage yeah, there, there's some stuff I don't appreciate in there, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I thought you could do better. That's that. I'm not mad. I, th- I'm disappointed. <laughs> You're sad. Yeah. Yeah. You're not sad like that one down the bottom of the screen there, at the bottom of the Brady Bunch on our little Zoom here. There's a smiling uh, man of Latino persuasion who's had a haircut, and most of the hair has been scraped off his face. And we've got Tio Raff back in the land of the free. How are you, mate? Good, man. But the only way I can describe you guys is just a couple of fools that's literally what came to mind you guys started bantering like these guys are fools what am i doing with this group i should probably i should probably break contact and move away okay so <laughs> when are you leaving again not soon enough yeah yeah obviously <laughs> yeah I, I, we were gonna have this nice little episode of like hey welcome raf back or whatever but now we're looking at him with a stretched out collar and he, now he's just looking like he just gave up on life now that he's back and he can just be lazy again i mean we're close to pulling a pin on the back of the back carriage of the train anyway last weekend i know there's all the the engines up the front and there's just this bloke down the back with his flannelette shirt and his john deere hat <laughs> patches for the record nothing it, nothing nice involves either of you so i think it was you mike <laughs> who said something about nice i'm like nothing nice involves either you two fools but i'm good man i'm back home to the lush lush trees and the, and the <laughs> <laughs> for all you listeners out there i'm literally making fun of myself because if you go back to the first episode like anything any first it's awkward and you don't know what you're doing half the time and uh anyways we still laugh about that intro uh Malin's trying his best and i i literally started talking about trees and how lush they are so it's an inside joke anyways. how does it look out the window is it lush it's very lush, man. It's super green. Uh, weather's been drunk. Yesterday, for instance, it snowed. Then it decided to hail. Then it got sunny. And then it started raining. And then it stayed mostly uh, sunny for the rest of the day. So it like it didn't know what to do. So it just did all of it. And how's the bean? Was the bean happy to see you? Did he recognize you? Did he scream? Did he cry? Did he laugh? What happened? Oh, man, the bean has just been nothing but big big smile since daddy's been home um yeah as soon as i you know walked down the ramp he recognized me and ran to me so give him a big old hug and it's literally been non-stop playtime since then like he has not given me a break which i'm i'm all for it as a matter of fact i fell asleep on his bed <laughs> uh yeah he he tuckered me out man he's that that kid's got an engine on him it's been fun. i would i wouldn't trade it for the world that video of him running in the snow, I just could not believe it. Just running, stopped to look around. Oh, he must be getting a breather. No, nah, he was just looking and then he just ran off again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a trip. He's, he's been a lot of fun. Like we uh, went on some hikes. Actually, Mike, when you were here, we kind of went down that trail that goes down towards the lake. I oh, took him down there. Yeah. And I let him kind of just lead me. I let him just choose the path. Um, and he, 
believe it or not, he chose one of the most rugged, you know, uh, exits, if you want to call it that, like uh, just this little foot, like goat troll that kind of veers off the main road. And he just wanted adventure. So I let him. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool just to see this little adventurous spirit, which he obviously got from his mother, not from me. He's, uh, he's, he's a trailblazer, man. He's he he is. But he luckily that led to this pretty awesome view of the lake in the valley. And it was all because I just kind of let him wander off. So it was it was kind of cool. It was a fun little moment we had for for almost two hours, really. I mean, I'm telling you, this kid, he's got an engine on him and it's it's really impressive. He's built for he's built for speed. Yeah, we saw it just for the listeners who missed out on the visuals earlier. We saw, well, we saw quite a fair bit, didn't we, Mike? There was, yeah. I think there was a wife beater on the top and not much on the bottom, and a, a little legs and a little butt running around the house. <laughs> it, it was a free morning. We'll call we'll call it that. We'll leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, free range American is what we are in this house. <laughs> we decided that probably. <laughs> The three adult ones, if there wasn't some social pressures on us to conform, <laughs> probably wouldn't be found with pants on most of the time either. I was a little jealous, man. Raph, you should be proud. That's it, yeah. you know, that's all I'll say. Yeah, he was free. <laughs> so how, how's the whole reunion been this time, Raph? You know, like I know this is a topic we've talked about before, and I think that this resonates that we've got listeners in Australia who are in the fly and fly out community and mining, and clearly we've got a lot of military mates. And I just think in the time of coronavirus, there's been a lot of people having reunions, you know, like time apart and then coming together. And, you know, you're pretty good at it. We're, we're all pretty good at it, but like you've done this a lot now. How, how has it gone this time? Man, it it's really interesting that you, it's funny that you bring that up. So Aubrey and I, my wife, we had our date night last night. Um, and it we basically discussed all of it, right? Like we were kind of just evaluating ourselves and the way we've come together because, you know, Historically, it's not always good because we have all these expectations. Um, but and, I, and I'll give some some thanks to the podcast because it's kind of forced me to think out loud and speak about this stuff out loud, which is not easy for anyone who's listening. Trust me, it's not easy to talk about your own personal issues or your own struggles. Um, but that in turn has forced me to also have these conversations with my wife, which sometimes weren't easy. But having said all that, it's really come to fruition because last night we were we had a we had an absolute amazing time. We had a really really good time. Um, laughed a lot. We talked a lot about everything. But we also talked about the reunion and we talked about how it was easier this time. And I think it's because we put in the work. I think it's because we had those tough conversations, and we had you know expectation management, and we were able to laugh about the things. Because listen, we're still human, right? So there's things that the other person does that you're not that you would prefer they didn't do like, and it's small, petty things usually. Uh, and I'll give you one example for me. My wife does tons of laundry. She doesn't like to fold it. <laughs> so there's these mountains of clothes. She does eventually, she, she gets to it eventually, but she doesn't do it right away, which is something that I'd prefer to do. I like to do laundry and I, it's all part of the thing. Like I know washer, dryer, fold, put away. She, there's wiggle room for her. Right. And so I walked into the laundry room and it's just this mountain of clothes. And I just, and it, the initial reaction was like, damn it. But I was able to process that thought. I was able to internalize everything, everything else that she has done. And in that moment, it, 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 through these exercises, through this conversation I've had with her, through, you know, again, trying not to focus on the negative petty stuff, I was able to sit there and say, you know what? In that moment, literally, I remember thinking, dude, she's done so much while I was away. I mean, she's done so, so much, and, I, and I'm proud of her. And that immediately 
be like control my physiology. I was happy. I was happy to be home. I, I was focusing on the positive. Um, and so it, it never, I never made some snide comment about it. And it wasn't until we were sitting at dinner that I brought it up and we were laughing about it. And she's like, it's so funny because you did, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was like, and she was like talking about how it, she had to go through that same process, right? She had to internalize and be like, you know what? There's so much other stuff that he does that I love that he does, especially like being a father. And, uh, so this is, this is just yeah, the fact that he doesn't cut his toenails and they're green and fungal. I mean, you know, yeah. What that's really it's so good, mate, to hear um, what happens when you can bring intention to conversations and an awareness of yourself as well. And like we all have sort of the software of the personality, you know, like the family, the the genetics we have and the culture we grew up in, and those automatic responses. Mike and I were talking about this last week about you know the the Stephen Covey one of uh, the gap between the stimulus and the response is the humanity the humanity only exists in that ability to choose your response and that there's automatic responses for all of us that can come like that immediate, like if, it, if anyone out there is wondering what it's like to be married to a military person, the pile of clothes that aren't folded, driving someone crazy, that's a military person right there. Right. But that automatic response and having an awareness of it and being able to just choose not to express that and then bring it up later and laugh about it. That's a really, there's something in that for human beings. Yeah, it, it, it was. And it, and trust me, we it, we're a couple of drinks in, which probably loosened us up a little bit. She was two martinis in and I was three old <laughs> smoky uh, Manhattans. But um, nah, man, we had such a good time and it, and um, it just felt good. I wouldn't say we've, we've arrived because I don't think any couple should ever feel like they've arrived, but it felt like we could touch it. Right. Like we, just the fact that we weren't letting the usual nonsense kind of uh, dictate our mood or any of that stuff. And it just, it, I was proud. I think I was really, the way I could describe what I felt was I was proud of both of us. Like we made significant strides as a married couple to, to focus on the things that are important. And even when you have those negative thoughts, because that's just the way we're wired as people, unfortunately, that we were able to wrestle those in the, in that moment and just be like, it's not important. Like you, like we chose to don't focus on that. Right. And then just focus on the other stuff, real gratitude. So it, it, it was awesome, man. So how many days back were you for date night? Was it the first night? Had a full. Um, so I got home. No, like two or three days. Cause I got home yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. So we Saturday, yesterday was Saturday. So a couple of days. But, like this is good for people to hear the actual nuts and bolts of it or like getting home and unpacking and seeing washing and not going crazy. And, you know, but then, and then having the intention of getting, being a, like not totally jet lagged and tired and having that time together be quality. And like, was it, did you go to a bar? Did you go to dinner? Did you see a show? Like, I don't know what restrictions are like in Spokane. Well, yeah, so that's that's the problem right now is we're in phase two. And to be completely honest, I don't know. Neither of us know what like what means what. We just know <laughs> there's a phase going on. We're like, all right, that's cool. Um, we try to not let any of that impact what we're going to do. So the restaurants were, I think, like 25% capacity, maybe 50% capacity. I couldn't tell you. Um, I just know that everybody was super friendly. I think everybody was just good to have some level of normalcy. Um, I know the mask policy is still kind of in effect, but some of the people were wearing it. Some people weren't. No one really seemed to care. I think everyone's just kind of moved on. So um, I, I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Uh, it has really healthy. Because I don't know why. I, I'm messed up. I know I am. But I just had a, the, the scene of Dr. Evil where he's just like, 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to move on to phase two of our evil part. Or is it phase three? I don't know phases. <laughs> and he just shrugs and he's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how we are with this whole thing. It's just, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I think everyone should just look at the the, the data and then make your own conclusions. But uh, so all that to say, it has been... Um, there's some restrictions still going on. So there wasn't much there, you know, there's some limitation to what you can do. So we basically just had a dinner. Plus we had to keep it kind of short. We had to drop off the bean with a relative, uh, a family of ours. So they watched them while Aubrey and I went and I and did our date night, which, you know, shout out to Paula and Corey, um, which are just great people. Um, so yeah, it was fun, man. It was a good time. We, it was, uh, like I said, it's, it's something that we've been working on and I, definitely showed the fruits of our labor last night and i was proud of both of us for there's such positives man like hearing this stuff i, I mel and i were talking about it last week and throughout this week and, and i think this is a really good thing to do to, for the episode today I, like, we just started off talking but i really think it's going into maybe talking about some examples of people that have came to us and talked to us about this podcast and how it's changed your life. I, I know I, this morning I went to church and before and after um, I had some really good conversations that Mellon has, has shared one on the last week. And then Raph, this one's for you, man, like coming back and, and spend time with Aubrey and how it's easy to talk. Like how hard is that sometimes? So I, I think it's really good for us to maybe just go over a couple of really good examples and people in our life and the relationships we've built uh, and we kind of talked about it. I, I think it's a direct result of this podcast, but also just us practicing good communication skills. Raf getting back and having an intentional date night after a, a couple of days of, you know, getting reunion and so on. So much different than just the traditional airing of grievances on the first night back, you know, like <laughs> get home, <laughs> smash six tinnies down and <laughs> start telling the other person about all their failings, you know? Yeah. And, and to be completely honest, listen, we've had those too, right? Like that's, which is why through this podcast and just reading books and listening to other people like Dr. Jordan Peterson and just, you know, the, there's tools out there that people have laid out that we could use in our own personal lives and actually implementing them, right? Let's, we've always, we always go back to saying it's the work you got to put in the work. And we did, you know, we put in the, we've had those conversations where, um, of course, we failed a lot also, but um, last night was definitely a result of all that stuff coming together. We had a wonderful night. I mean, it, we're talking like two days after I showed up. And normally, historically, that's not the case. You know, you're learning. Our joke is we're, you know, we'll make these sarcastic comments. Like, well, I don't know who you are anymore. And <laughs> there's, some half, there's some truth in that. Like, you know, when you're gone for months at a time, uh, you, you're living as an individual, even though you're talking online or whatever it's not the same as being in the room with that person um so there's really some good stuff that raf said as well like he talked about expectation management but there was intention so it wasn't like it has to be perfect but it was we're going to create a space we're going to get the babysitter we're going to go out we're going to have a couple of uh you know martinis at our favorite bar probably share a meal all that sort of stuff's all set up but there's been space made the you know the washing's been done beforehand you know, the, it hasn't happened haphazardly and they've had the intention to get together and make something beautiful. They weren't probably sure exactly how it was going to go, but that's different than just being in reaction and friggin' or having expectation. Like everything's going to go like this and I'm going to keep it inside my head 
I'm not going to share my expectation with anyone. And I'm going to be frigging upset when he doesn't go exactly to script. Expectation management, man. That's so important. Expectations suck. Like so much, like when they're just open-ended expectations of this, like, yeah, I expect this person to do exactly this and everything's going to be fine. And oh my God, dude, you're just lining up for a two by four to the face, you know, but Raph really explained it really well. Just, you know, Hey, they drew lines. They, they, they put the box and they're like, we're in this box and we're going to live in it and nothing else matters. That, that, that's, that's awesome, man. I'm so, I'm so happy for you, dude. Welcome back. Can't, can't, be too excited though i mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying but you know yeah. i'm happy for you brother <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ignore that last comment i will say though i i think i'd like to i'd like to underscore if, if i could uh what mike just said and that's the fact that um expectations are self-inflicted uh well i don't even know what to call it but um just remember that that whatever expectations you have, that's something you have. That's not necessarily something that somebody else has. So you have to be really, really weary of whatever expectations you have of anything. Um, because that's a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, you're setting yes. yourself up for failure, man. Absolutely. So um, I definitely, I, yeah, I worked on that pretty aggressively within myself, right? I, I honestly did in that example, like where I walked up and I opened the, 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 the door with the, the laundry and I looked and I was like, there's a couple of reactions I could have here and I'm going to choose to go with a positive one. You know, it's so good. The expectation is hundred percent future suffering that you're choosing to put into your life where the more accurate and specific it is. And the less you communicate it, and the more it's just in your own mind, the more suffering you've just generated for yourself at some future point when that doesn't happen yeah. versus intention and creating space and communication and all that. Yeah. So I had a really good example, and and I I think we should get into some of these other examples like Melon you shared, and you know I have a couple, but a story like Raps, like coming home and the effect that these conversations have had on him personally. Um, I've had some really great conversations and responses in the last week, and just real quick, I want to get in, I want to get into one in particular, but I just want to give it a shout out to Elliot. Uh, I think that's one of your guys' mates. Uh, he wrote me a really awesome email making fun of Raph, which I, I laughed out loud about. And it was really fun. <laughs> Shout out to Elliot. Uh, you know, he, he he said some really good stuff. Uh, I'm going to talk about Justin's story here in the morning. Uh, to Taylor, uh, my friend, she had a very hard week. And she is just in an amazing place right now. Um, I'm very proud of her. Uh, Tara, um, same with her, raising two little, two little young men. And, and she's listening. Tony and Tony Sr. have been very influential this last week. We've had amazing conversations. Uh, and then Tim, uh, he sent me a book called Into the Blue, and it's talking about life and dealing with water and a couple other things. There's very some gold bombs in there I'll be dropping soon in there. But all these people within the past week or so have influenced or opened up and had some really great content because of these conversations. This morning, I talked to this kid. Uh, his, name, his name is Justin. And... About 22, 23 years old, approached me a couple of weeks ago. He kind of figured out what I did. He's like, "Hey, man, I can't join the military. Uh, he has a problem with his back, with his spine, where he, he, you know, disqualifies him medically. But he's like, I, I always wanted to do something like what what you do, and I'm just inspired by the way you guys are and how tight you are, and you know all this stuff. So, 
he listens to he listens to the podcast. So shout out to him. And uh, he came to me this morning and he's like, dude, I, you know, we were having coffee in the lobby, and he's just like, hey man, I just I just want to let you know, like, I did some thinking, I did some journaling, and I, I wrote some stuff down about how I want to do my life. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I want to listen. And, you know, we talked about really listening versus responding. And he started telling me, he's like, well, when special operations guys or anybody, anybody has selection, like the military, you go through boot camp, you go through selection, advanced school, like whatever. They're picking the people that can deal with the mission, right? And it's a very specific mission for the military, whether it's reconnaissance, direct action, you know, whatever. Um, they're picking the right people that they want to have in their elite team for, for that stuff to deal with it. They can deal with it physically, mentally, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, of course, like everybody has that. And he's like, well, I want to do that with my life. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, again, I want to bring it out. I want to hear his side of it. And he's like, I want to figure out how I can screen people that I allow in my circle to be part of my elite team for the mission of life. And for me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 33 and I'm listening to this 20, this, this guy 10 years younger than I am, just like you guys listen to me. And it, dude, I couldn't help but feel just like, wow, I'm, I'm proud of this kid. I mean, he could be doing so many other things and he's sitting there thinking about how can I build my own elite team in my life to deal with life? And, yeah. you know, because I, I mean, he, he really got into some of it. He was talking about personality and when you get knocked down like there's no question these people are going to be there they're not going to quit on themselves which is very important and i know they're not going to quit on me so like i want that part in my life he's like that's why i wanted to join the military and to be part of like special operations or something special like that because it's such a big part of the the environment the culture he's like i can't have that but i can still produce it in my life and take the keys away the framework and he's like i heard that from your podcast the way you guys talk because everything that we talk about whether in military or whatever is fine but you can apply it to everyday or normal life that's a little bit like what we we're talking about last week mike with um having intentionality in the time of covid like the last 12 months of picking the people with intention to put in your life and which does involve some selection right like letting other people go and it's pretty amazing to hear someone talking about doing this with intention at, at uh, a young age, getting, getting into life. And like there's, there's a lot to be said and anyone can be doing that. One, one of the key things you'd say though is like, what are the kind of people you're trying to attract into your life? You know, these trustworthy people who are going to deliver, the people who can come through when the phone rings at 3 a.m. And right. like, who does he have to be to attract people to for people like that to want to spend time with like he's going to have to be that he's going to have to be the thing that he wants to attract into his life he's going to have to be the loyal steadfast friend who's able to deliver though he's going to have to be the person who can deal with knocks and control his emotional reaction all that stuff he's going to have to be that for those other people to want him in their life yeah very very cool it was very cool man like i I'll be, I'll be honest. I woke up today and I was like, man, I don't want to get out of bed. Like my eyes were <laughs> and I just was like fighting it. You know, when you go through that phase of every excuse you can think of, like, and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm so glad I did to be able to go and just hear that story and um, reflect on it. And, and it was just, man, it was, it was really cool. Um, 
I was very proud of him. He's a he's a he's a very uh, he's a very respectful uh, young kid, and um, just to know that I had just we we had just a small impact on his life, and that he's literally looking at it from that perspective of creating something so special when he can't physically be part of it. The mental side and the emotional side is still one hundred percent committed. Yeah, and that's awesome. And. And how much is that the story of like the three of our friendship, you know, that carrying on not not being you two not in the same unit together now, and you know, obviously never served with both of you at time with Raf, but that you can pick people out and you can put people in your life with intention. Like it's a little bit like Raf talking about his time with Orbs when he got back, of intention behind it and planning it and still having fun and spontaneous stuff in that. I was just speaking with a mate. Uh, this podcast goes out to Melbourne. For any of the uh, North American listeners, this is on the southeast corner of Australia, sort of where your Florida is. And um, it's a city of about four and a half, five million. And that's where I, I grew up and that's where I went to school. And my mate's sitting there in a little inner suburb um, on the front porch, drinking a gin and tonic in the dark. It's sort of tail end of summer, start of autumn, we call it fall. Things are just starting to cool off, but like, you know, still around 90 Fahrenheit for you North Americans. And uh, he listens to the podcast and he was talking about how he feels like he knows you two guys. Cause he, like he knows me so well, like he knows my voice. He knows, unfortunately the person here on the podcast is pretty much the way I normally am because <laughs> there's nowhere to hide. And you know, you two idiots know each other too well to hide it as well. And he feel, he said it's the, the feeling he has is that he's sitting with mates who are just having a chat while he's sort of like having a beer and he just doesn't happen to be talking at that moment. Like he feels like there's a conversation that he's a part of. Anyway, he's had some, you know, hard times in his life and he's um, a member of a group now that sort of look out for each other in Australia, big Facebook group with sort of about 15,000 members looking out for each other, specifically in uh, preventing male suicide. And so he said that that episode we ran a couple of weeks ago is very impactful and um, I believe he's sharing it out with that group there. So large numbers of guys in Victoria and people doing it tough all over the world. Um, so they're a long way from where you guys are from, you know, sort of my hometown. But this is like, it's interesting to think who's listening along with you and where your reach is and um, sharing the hard times and sharing these, those conversations we've talked about being, being vulnerable and, and going first, like sharing the the thing you yourself have had the difficulty with can be the very thing that allows someone else to then share afterwards. So anyway, there's my, there's my mate Mike in, um, in Melbourne with his two boys sitting outside on the porch with the podcast playing, having a GNT in the dark. So shout out to Mike. Well, it's interesting you said that he sits out in the dark and listens to these conversations. And I just want to I want to throw back for Raph back to the beginning. He's just like, man, I just want to be like a pillar a pillar of light to, for people to look at or, you know, when they're in that dark spot, you know, figuratively, I think that's awesome. But sitting out on this porch in the dark and being able to have a lighted conversation uh, is very powerful, man. And uh, it is having the effect I think that we want. And for all of you listening out there, I mean, if we have even a slight chance of like having an impact on your life or we have, or you've taken that extra five seconds to think about something about life, please let us know. I mean, this stuff is very powerful and I love listening to it. It makes me better. Uh, it, I love having the conversation and I had two of them today 
that were just, I mean, ground shaking. I was not expecting to hear that. You know, I, I barely got out of bed and I was like, holy hell. <laughs> As we said last week, we've talked a fair bit about reviews and we've had some really great reviews that we appreciate. You can also just share, sharing the episode with someone that you think it might make a difference to is another way, maybe a bit, you know, more low key for those who don't want to put their name on stuff. But just sharing, I mean, it's a word of mouth thing. And some of the some of the impacts that we know that we've had are pretty extraordinary. And I'm sure there's others out there that we haven't. We have positive feedback from the podcast. What effects have you heard there, Raf? Well, the one that I um, the one that I just recently heard, and I think I shared with you guys right before we came online, was uh, one of the pilots that also served with me when I was in Afghanistan with uh, Colonel Hines. And uh, I won't read his entire text, but I will quote his his last line. And it was basically just, I think he started off with, you know, what you guys talked about with Colonel Hines was spot on. He's like, I, I've never met a more profound leader. And then he goes into some details about, you know, previous mission. And his last line was, I would follow that dude into hell. And then, and, and I told you guys, like, the reason that's so amazing is because he means it. We all do. I mean, just... Um, so I thought that was really cool to, it was a privilege, right? To be able to sit down with a guy like, like Colonel Hines. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's an institution for real leadership. That dude does not talk. That guy talks. I mean, I, that's probably the most I've ever heard him talk was on that podcast. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's a, you know, he just likes being on the ground with, with the boys and the girls. And I think I mean, from he, movies, people think that there's like the military's chock full of charismatic leaders who just know what to do and have insight and vision and, strategic awareness and ability to execute tactically i just want people to know that it's not this, it's not like that it, like in in my career i've only met a couple of uh leaders and like i've never served with kelly but to hear him talk and to to have mike and uh raf here who served under him so there's no scope for him to make something up like there's no way he could be inauthentic in those when he's in those conversations it's an extraordinary person there's only one or two other people i've ever met who actually are like that, who actually could lead people into combat, who could send someone out the door in visibility below the minimas and they'd go and do it willingly, knowing how important the mission is. Ability to tailor leadership for the task. It's, a, it's an extraordinary episode with that man. So one of the things from that conversation too, Raph, is I talked to Melon the other day and he's just like, you know, he's, he's sitting there having dinner, I think, and you were telling me, he's like, yeah, so I, I kind of got reached out to by uh, someone that works with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So one of my buddies at work, uh, one of the other senior leaders here, was just sort of some of the, it wasn't even anything really really specific, but it was some of the language being used around, um, rather than sort of passing down orders, it was like, what, what do the people below need? Like, what assets do you need provided? What barriers do you need removed? And I was like, man, that's some sort of very specific sort of language that's coming out here and a totally different style of leadership. And it really resonated and created this sort of little environment. And then later there was just a, a few words about, um, you know, that he'd, he'd been listening to this podcast and it really had gone down and made a difference. I was totally surprised. I had no idea that this uh, individual was listening to it. So, you know, little bits and pieces here and there. And, and it, it sort of, it all adds up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I just had that same thought. I was like, when you said little, as soon as you said little bits and pieces, like, yeah, but it all adds up, right? If everybody does their, their, their bit. Um, so 
Mike, you mentioned uh, a guy named Elliot. So backstory with Elliot, <laughs> he's actually one of my closest friends from my childhood. Um, he and John, actually, I, I referenced Elliot when I was talking to, when we were all talking to Melanie, or actually we were listening to Melanie talk about John. And, and I, I mean, I could, I have a million stories about Elliot, which I won't post on here. Uh, <laughs> but, but I hope he doesn't mind. He, he has been, you know, trying to face some uh, personal challenges up front. And he's come out to me more than a couple occasions talking about how, how much the podcast has actually helped him um, kind of choose a direction and, and I guess help with the consistency of it. Cause we all know that consistency is a big part of it. You know, it's great if you have this master plan and you want to do these great things, but it starts with, with your first step and then just continue to take another step. And then before you know it, you've walked a thousand steps and those thousand steps turn into a mile and you look back, you're like, holy hell, look where I've been. So um, anyways, all that to say, it's, it, it, it really warmed my heart and it, it made me, it's like one of those moments where you, you realize kind of like that, if you, if you guys remember, there was that time where we, uh, I think it was you, Mike, who approached us about um, a text and a call in the middle of the night about somebody who wanted to do some self-harm. And I remember we all had that, that feeling where this is worth it. You know, like we, we didn't, we knew that we wanted to do some good, but we, that was the first time I think this was all um, validated, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, it wasn't like we did anything amazing. We just did what we felt was right, but we knew that what we were doing was validated when you got that call about that person and you, and you were able to be there. Like, you know I mean? That was very, it wasn't just something they listened to. They listened to it, but it became very tangible when they realized, hey, I can reach out to you because you've made yourself vulnerable and you've put yourself out there and you've talked about your own struggles. And this person um, had put you kind of on this pedestal and realized, hey, man, Mike is just as human as the rest of us, even though you've achieved some pretty amazing feats. Um, anyways, I, I just, I, it kind of had the same feeling. It had the same texture to it when I was just kind of listening and talking to Elliot about some of this stuff. Uh, it, it's just kind of, it's been, it was pretty, it's pretty amazing, right? To, to sit there and say, to just listen to him and just kind of, I know there's a transformation going on with him and I know he's going to do amazing things. I know he is because um, it's, there's a determination in his language and there's a determination in, in the things that he's saying. And it's, it's awesome, man. It's just, and, and that's a, a message for everybody else that it's never too late. I don't care how old, how old you are. You don't have to be 20 or 40 or 60. Um, if you're not happy with your current situation, whether it's physically, mentally, job related, whatever it is, it's never too late. You can change in an instant, right? doesn't have to be days and weeks and months, right? Like you can change immediately. Yeah. Raph, you said, you know, he, he looked at me like I was on a pedestal and maybe, maybe Elliot kind of was the same way a little bit, depending on where you're at in your life. I, I don't think I've ever viewed myself as being on a pedestal above anybody else because I, I'm going through some of the same stuff that they are. And it's just like, why would you even think that I'm talking to you from my soapbox, dude? Because I'm like, I'm on a pebble maybe that I'm crawling up and I'm just maybe just, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And for the record, the only reason I'm friends with Mike is because he was literally under the pedestal. When I met him, he was like underneath the pedestal. I was like, yeah, this is a dude I can relate with. I was shining, <laughs> I, I was shining rap shoes while he was on the pedestal. I, I was, he's like, Hey boy, Hey boy. When he looked at me, he had this, his hair all done up in the CP and he was walking by, Hey boy, shine my shoes. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm going to eat five. You can't talk to me like that. I'm your son, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You come over asking for comms. I'm like, get out of here with your comms. 
<laughs> yeah. No, my my point is, is just I my intention is never to to sit there and be like I'm better than you. I, I'm up on a pedestal. I have all the answers. I'm very very open that I don't have all the answers. That I that I'm not perfect. And and you know when that guy in particular reached out to me and was felt that he was comfortable. I mean his story boggles my mind with where I was where I was mentally and emotionally at that point was bad. And he's like, I looked through my phone and I looked at like six other Marines that he served with in Iraq in combat together. And he's like, I skipped over their names as I scrolled through my phone. And then I saw your name and I was like, that's the guy I need to talk to. And I was like, please tell me what made you want to talk to me over six of your Marines that you were in common. He's like, dude, I can't explain it, but I'm glad I did. And just... I'm glad I could help him, but at the same time, that helped me. And it took time to really be like, wow, man, I was able to help somebody even though I was in a bad spot, you know? And that just, that mutual growth is so important. And I think that's what part of life is, is positivity, communication, lifting each other up, not knocking each other down and building that tight circle, that elite team, right? Again, thanks, Justin. Building that elite team for when you do fall, which we ultimately all will, that hand's going to come down from the top of that pebble or that pedestal or that mountain and help pull you up and be like, it's okay. Like, that's why we're all here together, man. And that's solid. I recently joined the group in in Victoria, in Australia. It's a brotherhood of men helping each other. And it's very interesting to see what the guys are asking for help with. And it's stuff like, I need, I'm, you know, I need help moving a fridge. And can anyone come with a truck and, and help me shift it? And you see afterwards that that has led, like, they obviously physically needed help moving a truck. But then they've had a conversation after that that has helped and they've connected. And they've been willing to just, you know, like, it doesn't have to be, let's all sit down and sing Kumbaya and play guitar and chant it could just be men getting together to help each other out people getting together to help each other out and then that gives you the opportunity to express something that's really going on and there's just like like there's a little bit of intention but there's just humans reaching out being willing to be vulnerable be willing to go first i think if there's any kernel that was kind of had its kind of sprung up since we started this that's kind of grown it's been that uh i think because initially i you know we all had our reasons for doing it and not wanting to do it and then we finally decided to come together and i think after a handful of episodes i started to have this idea that i think the one goal i've always had kind of internally i've always just internalized is that i i want to get rid of the stigma that somehow men are tough by not talking about their emotions or not making themselves vulnerable. I think it's the biggest crock. I think that has done more damage in our rank um, and file than anything else to have this image where you're this macho, what, what, like this nonsense, you know, I mean, some of the strongest people I know um, talk about their emotions. I mean, literally I'm, I work with actual assassins. I mean, these dudes, their, um, yeah, uh, their resume is just, they're pretty impressive. And they're some of the most open people about their failures, divorces, um, you know, just that sort of thing. Cause you know, we'll spend hours flying together uh, and we talk about all that stuff. And 
I think it's Dr. Jordan Peterson who said, you know, the best people on earth are dangerous people, dangerous people. And there's a lot of truth. And it's not just physically you're dangerous. I mean, you're dangerous mentally because you can open doors with just, you know, being open about yourself, right? And not hiding this ridiculous, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, real men don't talk about emotions, real men don't cry. I mean, dude, every time I see, every time I hold my son, I hold back tears because I, I just love him that much, you yeah. know? I mean, just, how much do you want, how much do you want him to be just totally balanced, able to come to you when he's got concerns about stuff, really be able to share them and get wisdom from you and from his, his own mates and his circle when it's his time yeah, rather, than, rather than burdening him. You know, like I, I feel like that can sort of get passed down through the generations that, you know, men don't cry and you got to bottle that stuff up and put it on the shelf in your chest and shut the door until the freaking thing explodes right and how many times have we all seen that yeah go, go wrong whereas you're able to if you can just have an ongoing steady release the pressure doesn't ever have to get to that point yeah and and you never know who you're helping by letting them know that you know when you're asking for someone for advice or sharing one of those you know a conversation where you're being vulnerable how much you're letting them know that it's totally okay for them to do the same thing but there's yeah. a mutual thing, a back and forth that happens. You know what I think the, the biggest tragedy is, and I talked about this, I, I mentioned him a little shout out to, to Tim, is Tim, Tim is the ripe age, young age of 60, okay? And we've had really good conversations. I say 60, like, oh, that's, that's old. The dude's a stellar uh, physical specimen. And if there's any single ladies out there around that age that want a really good bald man, I will put you in contact because the dude is just, badass besides that the conversation piece is he said dude the conversations i've had with you you are realizing things at your age that i wish i would have that i'm just realizing now whether it's just because of timing or experience or whatever and i think that would be the the, the worst tragedy is to get to the older stages of your life and finally be able to just be like okay, now I'll put in the work to try to understand some things. And by that time, your body's kind of passed you by. You're not able to do the things that you wanted to, whether it's be like be with your kids or travel or, you know, whatever. And I think that would be the way. Speaking of kids, there he is. I don't know if you heard that. That's Soren. He came in to see daddy. He missed him. I love that. I love that. Um. But taking the time as soon as you can to evaluate, like that's why I'm so proud of this kid, Justin, at being 22, 23, and he's already thinking this way. Like we should all strive to figure this out sooner than later because we never know how much time we have. So good to see the bean sitting on your lap, Raf. Yeah, it's, he, he keeps, I don't know if you guys hear, he keeps hitting the microphone with his hand. There's no sound, it's fine. No, that's good. A little destructo. Yeah. Well, maybe this is a natural place for us to sort of wind this one up. You know, we've we've taken some of your precious time and we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, like a bit of a homecoming episode. You've heard Raf there share about that he himself has taken some lessons out of the conversations we've had and obviously other sources of wisdom too, you know, re reading and uh, other podcasts and thought leaders and then applying that intentionally uh, for a time reunion and there's a bit of a masterclass there and all of us are probably going to have reunions in the next you know few months hopefully uh, there's some lessons there we can all apply when we with a rejoining 
spouses or family members or dear friends you haven't seen for a long time. And then there's just a few little anecdotes from us from that we've had feedback from people who've taken elements and put them into their life and, uh, you know, sharing the benefits. And uh, we certainly love to hear that kind of stuff. So if you want to uh, send in some banter, Paul at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to the other two idiots, it's not your average Mike 77 and not your average Ralph. I think there's an L in Ralph. Or so they say there isn't. <laughs> I, I think you need to get over it. Melanie has changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet when she, every time she calls you Ralph, I picture you as a little Espinosa running around. Probably yeah. with pants on though. So anyway, from uh, the sandy deserts, from the ocean coast and from the lush, lush mountains of <laughs> woodland in Spokane, from all of us to all of you, take care and uh, we'll see you next time.